Hello and welcome to Birmingham's Live, Birmingham City podcast, Keep Right On. I'm Brian Dick and I'm joined uh, by our Blues reporter, Alex Dickin. How you doing, Alex? I was having a nice relaxing morning, Brian, until it all kicked off, but that's why we're here. Um, so yeah, good. Um, a bit, a bit, a little bit surprised. Uh, if we go straight into it, people are obviously going to join us as we're doing this because it's live. Uh, a little bit surprised because you know there is still that six-point buff between Blues and the relegation zone. But we all saw, you know, we all saw Leeds, we all saw Bristol City, we all saw um, Stoke City on Boxing Day, and things were, you know, digressing. Things were getting worse. Um, so it's no great surprise when a manager loses nine games in fifteen that he, he loses his job. So. Um, yeah, I don't think Wayne Rooney can have any complaints, uh, and I guess you feel the same. I do. Alex, we all saw Middlesbrough, which was his first game, mm-hmm. and that was a massive red flag for me. Um, y- you know, I th- I think that uh, Blues Blues were functional. No, no one was acclu- accusing Blues, Eustace's Blues, of, of playing um, playing sexy football, but they were functional. They knew what they were doing. And then Rooney came in, and the, the, the sweeping change at Middlesbrough, the, the making the pitch big, um, you know the, the the emphasis on trying to keep the ball down, down on the ground. It was a massive red flag for me. It was such a, an obvious pothole to f- to fall into. Um, so, and and I know you've been a bit more bullish about the what the way it's going. Have you? I don't know if that's fair to say. It's felt like you've been more positive because you, you've probably seen more sort of actual. Um, kind of elements to be positive about going home and away with, with the side that I haven't, um, but it just, just never felt right. And I'm not surprised. And actually I'm going to say I'm quite relieved. No, no, but based on the last, you know, if we look at the Rooney, Rooney era as a whole picture, um, I'm fully in your camp. I, you know, I don't think he can have any complaints about being sacked. The one just before Christmas, before, you know, after the Plymouth game, um, and they had those three games, didn't they, against Plymouth, Cardiff and Leicester, where I could see some some genuine signs, you know, of, of improvement. Um, but the, the next three were just awful again. So yeah, that's the way it's been. You know, they've not been able to find any kind of consistency under Rooney. The stats are absolutely damning. Uh, I've been doing some research on this over the, over the last few days. And in addition to nine nine defeats in 15 matches and 10 points on a possible 45, Blues have been the worst team in the championship during Rooney's time in charge. No team has has got fewer points in that time. Um, no team has conceded more goals. Blues have conceded 30 in those 15 matches. No team has a worse goal difference. You know, if we if we look at, you know, you're looking for signs, aren't you, in that Blues wanted to become a possession-based team. They wanted to play no-fear football, whatever that is. Um, you know, Blues have averaged 41.4% possession under Rooney in comparison to 44.9% possession per game under John Eustace previously. So, you know, there was absolutely nothing really by the end to go off. Um, nothing to, to be hopeful about. Uh, it had to come, you know, when fans turned in the second half of the Leeds game, uh, quite clear chance of Rooney time to go. Then, you know, it, the decision had to be made. There was, there was no other way. It wasn't going to work, was it? You could just tell it wasn't. No, it absolutely wasn't. Um, yeah, the, the, I think the one surprise, which we'll probably come on to in a bit more depth for me, is is that Knighthead have acted so swiftly because mm. there was so much, there was so much sort of credibility uh, and and uh, sort of in, in, an emotional investment made around this, uh, around Rooney's appointment. That, that, that you know, clearly to me, that the the big takeaway from this is they are not messing around. You you know, you get fifteen games, and if you and if you don't. 
if you don't perform, you, you're not there. Um, I'm, I'm really relieved that it, that it hasn't just limped on and they've given him a transfer window because it was e- it would have been easy to make excuses and say, oh, these these players aren't aren't good enough. But actually, to me, these players were good enough to play a, cer- a certain way. You know, Dion Sanderson, I know he's going to come in for a lot of criticism. He was thriving under, under John Eustace. Um, I, I think Eustace was just working out how to, how to how to how to um, get the best out of Dembele. Um, I think uh, Jay Stansfield was clearly a much different player under Eustace. Um, so yeah, I, without going back over old ground, and then I realise we're we're probably jumping a little bit here all over the place today because you know it is an instant reaction. Without going back on on old ground, was there a case to 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 get rid of Eustace? Not really in my book, but okay, I can, I can get it. Was there an, was there a case to appoint Rooney? Not at all in my book, and and mm. I think I, I think we've we've seen the fruition of that over over the last three months. So um, yeah, I just want just want to ask you, Alex, about Rooney's state. He's uh, obviously mentioned the fact that he, you know, he didn't he felt he didn't have enough time. What what's your response to that? I I think fifteen games is more than enough. You see. Other managers who've taken over championship clubs this season, you think Stephen Schumacher at Stoke, I think he's got one one win and four draws from five games. <coughs> um, there have been others. Uh, Millwall changed manager, and that's, although there was a sticky patch, they've started to improve. Sheffield Wednesday, for me, the big one. They took Danny Roll, and you know he's pretty much untried as a manager, hadn't really been a head coach before, and they had won one game in 17 after that Blues defeat at the end of November. They've now won six games this season. They beat Hull City on New Year's Day. They're only six points behind Blues. Um, you know, that's that's how what a manager can do. Um, you know, if you get it right. And and if that's that's put Blues in an awkward position because now Blues, having been so comfortable earlier in the season in their position in the, in the league table, uh, six points above the drop zone and looking over their shoulder. And the next managerial appointment has to be right. It has to be the right one. You can't have another Rooney who loses eight, nine games in 15, because then you are going to be in massive trouble. You're going to be at the bottom of the league by by March or April, whenever they come to, to you know, make another decision like this. So um, that's 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 it. That's the crux of it. Rooney, I don't think he could say that he, he didn't have enough time because he had enough time to show us something. And, you know, we're, we're looking at games like Plymouth and Ipswich where, yes, the football was better, but at the end of the day, we're probably all just, we're probably just clinging on to a little bit of hope, weren't we? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't that good. You know, Blues were still shipping goals, 30 goals in 15 games, for God's sake. Um, you know, less possession than under Eustace. Everything, every single statistic was down. Yeah. So they were only heading one way. They had to make that call now. Okay, so Alex, who, who fifteen games? There, there were two wins, a couple of promising draws in there. I'll concede that. How many times were they the better team over the ninety minutes? Even even the Sheffield Wednesday game, Sheffield Wednesday could have yeah. been three up at half time. They could have quite easily been three up at half time. You think to the Rotherham game, that was embarrassing. That was the worst of them for me. Uh, Stoke was abysmal. Um, the only game that I saw a really convincing performance where Birmingham City were the better team for 90 minutes than their opponent was Cardiff. Cardiff that away. was the one. Yeah. That was the yeah. one. They were good and controlled that night. Um, as some people pointed out, it was probably more of a Eustace team than a really team wow. that, that was selected that night. Uh, I, I saw good things in that performance, to be fair, but you know it's not enough. You can't have one game in, in 15 where the team actually looks comfortable and like it has a... 
has a coherent plan to win a football match. Um, mm. they've, they've been so poor, so poor under Rooney. And like you said earlier, I'm I'm struggling. I've struggled to blame the players because I know how good they were in the previous eleven matches under Eustace when they all clearly knew their roles and responsibilities, what jobs they were doing. You can pick out so many. The one player who has improved under Rooney is Jordan James because he simply wasn't involved under Eustace. You know, if you look at players like Dion Sanderson, Kevin Long's been been shipped out the team. Ruddy, um, John Ruddy, for him. John sake. Ruddy, John Ruddy was fantastic at the, at the beginning of the season. Koji yeah. Miyoshi was really influential in certain games. Sirka Dembele was influential in almost every game he started. Jay Stansfield was fantastic. You know, there was there was so much to be to be hopeful about in in those in those first two months of the season. It's all kind of disintegrated in the last two and a half months. Yeah, indeed. We've got loads of comments here. Um, we we could spend the next two hours talking through all these comments. So we're gonna we're gonna sort of move through what what we think might happen next, if that's okay. And if we do have time at the end, I know Alex is a very very busy man. <laughs> um, then uh, then then we, we will try and get to some of the, some of the comments as well. Um, so Alex, the, the the names in the frame now. Um, what 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 are you hearing? And in, in just just throw a few names. At, I, 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 either A would be interested or B, Blues would be interested in them. So we've heard the name before Rooney got sacked was Steve Cooper, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Steve Cooper, ex-Nottingham Forest manager, obviously got them promoted from the Championship, stabilised in the Premier League. It was pretty, pretty much a miracle promotion as well from the Championship. He is, I think we spoke about before before we came on air, he's the absolute dream, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But the, the the fear there is I think he's probably a Premier League manager in waiting still. Uh, you know, he's been heavily linked with Crystal Palace. Uh, Blues will really have a job on their hands to, to tempt him to back down to the Championship. Um, a more interesting name, probably Jesse March, the former Leeds manager. Obviously, the US connection there um, might be difficult to, to lure, him, lure him into the Championship as well, given that he's managing the Champions League uh, and also obviously in the Premier League for a couple of seasons. He'd be probably a good fit for Knighton in terms of a name they could sell to a US audience if they do want to pursue that uh, further. Because, you know, we, we knew that was obviously a big thing with them and, and Rooney in the first place. Um, then after that, I think there's a, there's a few names going around. Tony Mowbray, people like that. Obviously, mm. the runners and riders, people who've had... You know, done well, done well in championship jobs previously. Mowbray, probably a little bit more. His football's a little bit more easy on the island. Some of the other names who we're going to come on to. Um, but yeah, as far as far as we're aware, people like John Eustace, Gary Rowett would would also be interested in this job, and it's going to be a job that's going to interest a lot of a lot of managers. But those two, obviously local, have managed the club before, um, would both obviously be interested. There's going to be a lot more as well. There's probably going to be yeah. managers who've, who've managed Blues before as well who who may also be interested in getting this job back. But come but back, Harry. Look... Come back, Harry. All is <laughs> forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> not that one not that no. one um, Eustace obviously you know he, he was linked with the Stoke job um, was in the running for that one before Schumacher got it he's obviously local we we know he knows how to how to get a tune out of this group of players but would Knighthead go back down that yeah. route I, I highly doubt that you know because that would completely you know make it all a, even more of a laughing stock but it, it would make yeah. for a great Netflix documentary um it, it's a, the John Eustace story would would be quite yeah would be absolutely worth telling. I I I think John Eustace would be interested. Um, I as you say I just don't see 
I don't I don't see Knighthead A climbing down and I think probably some of the relationships behind the scenes became fractured when when Eustace let was sacked so mm. you know I, I think there'd be, need to be some some juggling done there so I I I'd, I'd I'd be up for that I'm not going to lie I would be up for it but I don't don't think it don't think that's going that's going to happen Gary Rowe I think would be in well yeah Gary Rowe would be interested would he be interesting to to a degree yeah I think Listen, going from Eustace because of whatever reason, the brand of football or whatever, to Rooney and to Gary Rowett, you know, there doesn't seem there seems a little bit like lurching around one, you know, one style to the next sort of thing. Mm. Gary Rowett would undoubtedly come in, get Blues organised, get them playing a decent, decent football, decent football, you know, not maybe not scintillating. And if you look at Millwall, similar, you know, their, their budget wasn't massive. He actually got them challenging for the playoffs. So I think Gary Rowe would probably get Blues moving in the right way. Is he the name, though, if we're still thinking that Knighthead wants a name? Is he the name that, that, that sells in the States? Potentially not. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I think when we're, when we're looking at the managerial contenders, you're probably going to have to consider that element as well. Um, it's it's not really important to us. It's not important to the people who are on this on this uh, this Facebook live, this this pod, listening to this podcast. But um, Knighthead clearly do want to attract Amer- an American audience, and you know John Eustace clearly wasn't their man for that. Wayne Rooney they thought was, you know, but ultimately results decide decide fates in this game. So I think we're gonna we could probably end up with a hybrid, someone who has a better track record than Rooney had, but also someone who's a big enough name to. To lure in a more a more a bigger audience from the United States, and that's why I mentioned Jesse March earlier because yeah. you know he's been out of work for a while now, and he would have that that ability to and create create that interest from from people over in in the US. Jesse March is interesting to me. Um, uh, his his Leeds Leeds team were pretty high octane, weren't they? Mm. You know that they they were very very energetic. Um, I, I think you know he'd he'd probably need some players in. Um, to you know, to to make that work in the short term, unless he was going to go back to Eustonian principles and 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 you know s- slowly evolve evolve aside. Uh, just before we came on here, I was looking back at an interview that um, that Jesse Marsh gave to the Daily Mail, um, and he's basically said said in that interview, I, I will never play boring football. So that might that might that might be something that that, uh, that the the Blues board want want to hear. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't dismiss that out of hand. I have to say, mm. um, I'm, I'd be, I would be interested in that because he is. I was going to say he's young. He's he's fifties. So he's not young, young, but he's young. He's new to the Premier League. He's relatively fresh to the to the Championship and British football, isn't he? So, yeah, I think I think that that one would would be interesting. I wonder if Lee Carsley always tends to be talked about in 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 this situation. Um, I mean, I I would imagine Carsley could have had the job two or three times over, mm. but has, has never taken it. Um, I it's not something that really fills me with with massive excitement, to be honest, because of the track record thing. Um, I know he had a good spell as a caretaker at, at Brentford, um, and he, he is very much viewed as a as a as a progressive and and and. A progressive coach whose whose style is exciting. Is he a number one, sort of the the biggest voice in the room? Um, I'm not not sure that is the case. Steve Cooper, like you, I think has uh, I think he has higher targets, um, and I think he probably 
we'll end up back at sort of, we'll stay in the Premier League uh, whenever whenever that might be. Um, of, of the names that are being thrown at us, Tom uh, Tony Mowbray is is one that's caught my eye. Um, I do like to, Tony Mowbray as a, I think he's a very good football manager, mm. and I think and I think his um, his style is is would would go some way to what what the Blues board wants as well. Um, I wouldn't be wouldn't be against that at all. You know, it would be, be relatively pleased with that. Somebody's mentioned Graham Potter on here again. I, 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 you know, I think I think that would be a big stretch. You know, Potter was linked. Potter was linked with some Premier League jobs relatively mm. recently, and it, and it was sort of suggested that he wouldn't go back in at a relegation level in the Premier League. Um, so I, I don't see the, you know him him sort of drifting down. Um, to the lower lower regions of the championship, is Blues an attractive job, Alex? Do you think? I mean, clearly, it, clearly, it wasn't under the previous owners when there was a management change every nine months. It's different now, though, isn't it? I think it's a more attractive job now than it probably to a lot of managers than it would have been when Wayne Rooney took it back in October. Because I think a lot of managers will look at this squad now and look at the job Rooney's done and think they can't do any worse. That it's a, a win-win situation. Um, so. There's going to be so many, I think, that will be, you know, the ones out of work, the ones we've mentioned, uh, your Rowett's, your Eustace's, your Tony Mowbray's, uh, you know, maybe Jesse March, but a lot of guys who've, you know, had experience in the championship before will be interested in this job. It just depends what route Blues want to go down. Do they want a bigger name? Do they want a younger coach? You know, you look now and there's people like Will Still, who's done well at Rems over in France, getting, getting linked with a lot of the championship gigs that come up over here. So... Um, will he be, you know, someone that Blues look at? I mean, I, I remember listening to to some of the things that that Gary Cook and, and Craig Garner were saying at the uh, open house event about being data driven. Um, and if you are being data driven, then you're not going for a name, are you? Going for the guy with the best track record and you know the best chance of of implementing the philosophy that you want. Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 difficult. There's a, there's a lot of good names out there. Um, I still think Blues is an attractive job, particularly because of the ownership group, the people involved with the ownership group, and also the city, the promise of a potential new stadium in the years ahead. I think you can build something at Blues. I think it's a good championship club that you can build something at, and also realistically, you can't really do much worse than what's been done in recent years either. So the only way is up, you'd think anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I do think Knighthead will get will get the club where they want it. Um you know that they're talking about a ten-year plan, aren't they? It, it may take that long. It may take even longer. But I do, I do think they'll get there. Um, but their first management managerial appointment has been a bit of a disaster, and there's been a naivety there. Um, but eventually, if they do keep investing, as as we believe they will, and as uh, you know, certainly all the talk is the will that financial gravity. For once, Blues will be on the right end of financial gravity with investment. That will inevitably drag them up, up the championship and hopefully into the Premier League. So, yeah, this is certainly not a, uh, a cheap shot or a dig at, dig at Knighthead. And indeed, at the top of the show, and said that, you know, I applauded them for, for acting as, as decisively as they have. Alex, I want to flash one up here um, and a suggestion. Michael Forsell, would that not be the stuff of dream? Would that be the stuff of dreams? Um, I think he may fail on the track record. Um, track record side of things, but uh, in terms of romance, uh, that would be. I mean, the, the press conference would be amazing. What about this one, Alex? I'm going to th- chuck another name up there for you. Neil Neil Warnock would be a good choice. <laughs> Response to uh, that? 
nervous cough I, from you there. No, I was just giggling from your uh, from your Mikel Forsell one because I know how much you love him. Um, I do, I do. Warnock, uh, Warnock is your is your is your trying tested, isn't he? But he's not going to bring you great football like United will want. Um, as far as we go, it'd be great value. I think in press conferences either way. Um, He's obviously, I think he's got four promotions, four or five promotions on his CV. I think he's probably the most successful championship manager ever on paper. Um, I can't see that one, to be honest. I don't think Blues, are, Blues aren't in the position of, of needing a firefighter as such, I don't think. Um, they can probably still, you know, they're still in a comfortable enough position to get someone with the long term in mind, I think, um, at this stage. There's still six points between themselves and the relegation zone. So, um, yeah. I, I I can't I can't see Neil Warnock. No, I no I, I think the Warnock appointment. You're right. It's that's the one you make when you're in the relegation zone, and you know you are absolutely firefighting. Um, I don't think Blues are in are in that in that situation yet. Uh, there's so many names coming through. There are a lot of names. Uh, yeah, really in, some interesting ones. Rafa 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 Benitez, Mark Robbins. Um, Mark, Robbins. Mark, Mark Robbins would be interesting. Um, obviously, he's well ensconced in Coventry, and he's got them moving again, hasn't he? Mm. He's, you know, he's, he's lost Jokeres and, and and Gustavo Hamer in in the summer. They're two best players, and yes, it's taken some time, but he's got them moving again. You know, a good good manager. Just a word on Gary Cook. Um, there's been a lot of people talking about Gary Gary Cook here. People saying he be sh- should be sacked, uh, or it's embarrassing for him. I'm not. I. As, as much as it would be, you know, entertaining for everybody and those people with, with an axe to grind, I don't think Blue should be getting rid of Gary Cook. Um, it's been so long since they've had, you know, a decent frontline, authentic Blue chip um, chief executive as, you know, a sensible player um, in, in le- leading them off the pitch. Um, however, he will be feeling, he will have had his collar felt, do you think? Uh, what, I, I, how do you think Knighthead will be view, viewing uh, Gary Cook at the moment? Well, obviously, the, the decision to appoint Wayne Rooney has been a complete, unmitigated disaster, hasn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, nine defeats in 15 matches, as it all, I don't think you can hide from that. Um, I think the next appointment he makes is going to have to work, simple as that. You know, fans aren't going to stand for it. Um, and, you know, given how successful Tom Wagner and, and Knighthead want Birmingham City to be, then, you know, they won't stand for it either. Um, mm. You know, it's it's on, I suppose, Gary Cook's the man running the club. He's the man who makes these big decisions. You know, United have done a lot of good things in their short time, mainly off the field. Um, the the problem we all had back in October was that, um, you know, Blues and Gary Cook made a, a call they didn't really need to. You know, there are enough issues, enough things that can kick you in football um, without going, going to make a, a call that you really don't need to. And that's what they did there. Um, so he's going to probably justifiably get some criticism, um, and it's down to the the next call to the next managerial appointment he makes needs to be a, a good one. Of course, he should be given the opportunity to to rectify that mistake. Absolutely, um, you know, blue, there comes a point where you have to say Blues need stability, uh, and you know that's in every department of the club. And and for me, we're not even not even close to that. You know, over three managers through in, in nine months and you know maybe questions serious questions have to be asked but at the moment it's uncomfortable for him but I wouldn't say much more particularly um, so 
I mean, yeah, there's there's absolute there's there's tons of names here. Sorry, we can't get to to all of your comments. Um, I think we have to release Alex to actually go and do some some work um, rather than chatting about football. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody for your interest. Um, do stay tuned. Sorry if we didn't get to your uh, to your question or your point. Um, I should have started at the top of the show by saying Happy New Year, which of course that applies to everybody. Um, Alex will release you to go and uh, go and see what happens next in the in the uh, never-ending soap opera that is Birmingham City. Thank, thank everyone, thanks everyone for their time, and thank you, Alex, for your time as well. So it's a keep right on from me and a keep right on from me. Thanks, everyone.